Chapter 1 Beth Walsh watched her husband Mark eat. She found it hard to sit still. How come you're not having anything? Mark lifted a fork full of eggs. Not hungry yet. Beth sipped her coffee. Black, scalding. This is enough for now. She wished he would hurry up and finish. Some divorcee would need him soon enough in his LaSalle Street office to write up a petition for an increase in child support, or something like that. Didn't he have lots of work to get to? Clients to see? Beth glanced at the clock above his neatly cut and combed blonde hair. 9.15. What's up for today? A tiny bit of coffee sloshed onto the newspaper's tempo section. The question startled her, made her heart pound just a little harder. It had been a week since the negative HIV test, a week since she had whispered her fevered promises and petitions to a god she'd hoped was listening, a week of no shopping. Beth needed to shop. Today. Nothing much, she said, hoping Mark didn't notice how her voice came out, a tad higher than normal. I need to call about getting the living room rugs cleaned. Might stop by Nordstrom. Beth managed to smile. See what's on sale. Life of Riley, Mark smirked. Even at thirty-four, his face was still boyish. Why wasn't he enough? Last night, the sex had been vigorous, bordering on rough. Three orgasms for her, two for him. It was still good, sweaty, athletic. And now, sitting before her, adoring glances directed her way, the perfect golden boy, a young Robert Redford, slender and strong, in a Navy Brooks Brothers suit, crisp white shirt, red silk rep tie. So why did her stomach churn with impatience? Why did she want nothing more than to hear the close and latch of the front door of their graystone on Fullerton Avenue? Why did she need to see him get out now, so she could scrape the remains of his breakfast into the garbage disposal and hurry into her bedroom to search through her private collection, the clothes she kept hidden at the back of her closet, leather skirts, Manolo Blahnik stiletto heels, clinging print blouses, thongs, bustiers, and push-up bras, searching for the perfect bait for an adoring and so, so passionate man. How could she sit here with Mark and conjure up this perfect dark stranger, someone who would take her and hurt her, forcing her to serve, to set the stage for his darkest, most depraved fantasies? How could she sit here with the pureness of the sun streaming in through their kitchen window and picture herself in the grimy half-darkness of a cheap motel room with a stranger, locked and interwoven in lust and sweat? Mark finished his breakfast and set his napkin on the table. He put his hand over Beth's. There was something about the way the light hit her red hair, making it almost glow, the way it highlighted her cheekbones and the delicate skin so pale and fragile that if he looked closely enough, he could see the tiny network of bluish veins just beneath the flawless skin. He wanted to take her in his arms and let her know that even after four years, no one could ever take her place. But she already knew, surely. He could see that in her smile. As she returned his gaze, she put her hand over his. I hate to say it, sweetheart, but you better get a move on. It's almost 9.30. Trying to get rid of me, he grinned, squeezed her hand and stood. Don't be stupid. I just don't want you to be late. She was always thinking of him. Black. Strains of Moon River somewhere far off. 
The music broadcast itself, cloaked in static, fading in and out. His mother's voice, laughing, throaty, a joke he'll never hear. The scrape of feet on creaking floorboards. Abbott tried to move, but a cocoon of warm white had enveloped him. The spider, huge and black, waited somewhere above him. He sensed its presence, smelled it. A chemical odor that made his mouth taste bad, sickening sweet. When he attempted to move his arms, the viscous cocoon tightened, leaving him mute and terrified, aware of the spider lurking nearby, waiting to consume, its dark form a shadow. He saw it, covered in coarse hair, an amber hourglass marking its back. Mama, he whispered, her voice shrieking with laughter. Help me, he thought, but there was no one. The music swelled, his mother's sigh.